My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 70 of The Kate Show. Today we're talking about how you can use your client onboarding process as a marketing tool. Guys, as home industry professionals, you know how much your client's experience with you matters from day one. In fact, the ease with which you bring them into the fold of your company speaks to your level of professionalism long before your creative work has had a chance to shine. And not only will your onboarding process shape your client's expectations, it's also going to create a lens through which they will view your work for better or for worse. So my question to you guys is, do you have an onboarding process? Do you know what an onboarding process is or why each step of that process matters so much? I'm sharing all the details and resources you'll need for creating a really amazing client onboarding experience today, and I cannot wait to dive right in, so let's get started. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas, and I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Do you guys ever feel like you're constantly searching through your inbox, trying to find your new clients, contact information or details about their project, or you're scouring your handwritten notes, trying to make sure you have the right details with the right company or the right person? Well, I mean, like I've been there too many times and it wasn't until I sat down and mapped out a really nice process to take my clients through. It wasn't until I did that that I actually felt professional and organized and there is a certain level of confidence that comes with that. So if you're lacking confidence, if you are bewildered, if you feel disorganized in your business, or if you already have a client onboarding process but you'd like to update it or brush it up a little bit, then this information is for you. Now, this doesn't really apply to any particular industry, but because the Kate Show podcast is all about the home industry, if you are a designer, a stager, or a workroom, these tips and tricks and resources are all tailored to your type of business. Whether you're launching a new interior design product for a homeowner, or you're partnering your workroom services with a design firm, or let's say you're using your staging expertise for a new real estate client, regardless of what you're doing, your client starts on a journey with you once they agree to partner with you. Now it's up to you if that journey is pleasantly surprising or surprisingly unpleasant. And by unpleasant, I don't mean the project turns out terribly, but I mean that your new client is confused about what happens next, about when their payments are due, and they're not really sure if they trust you. And I have experienced this in the earlier stages of my business where people were like, well, when is this happening? When is that happening? When is this due? And that sort of panic does not make for a good project but if you want a good project and you want that person to refer you to other people you have to make sure that you have a really good way of bringing people on board and making them feel comfortable and most of all helping them trust you which means that you need to earn their trust because even though you have that signed contract with them 
your work is not done. You can't just dive right into the creative part of your project. You actually need to do something that further proves you to them. That said, the underlying purpose of your onboarding process should actually be twofold. First, you need to erase any buyer's remorse by establishing your credibility. Second, you need to remove any fear of the unknown by anticipating your client's questions and answering as many of them as possible right away. This will help establish that trust between you and the client, plus it's a great way to market for referrals. If your client loves your process, you can be sure they're going to rave about you to friends and family long before their project with you is even complete. A clear onboarding process makes you feel organized and it also makes you look really professional. And this is especially useful if you're just getting started in your business and you are really not wanting people to know that you're such a newbie. Well, guess what? Just because you're a newbie doesn't mean you have to look like one. A clear onboarding process will help you feel better and look better in the eyes of your clients. Now it's also going to help your new client feel informed. If you struggle to remember when you need to send a certain document to a new client, or like I said earlier, if you find yourself scouring the inbox for bits and pieces of information that you need, yet you have a string of happy clients, or you know the client is already going to be happy with you, then you just need to get organized. You might even already have a good process in place, but maybe you need to brush it up a little bit. Maybe you need to put your onboarding process on your website so that people know from the start, this is how we're going to work together. Now, let's talk about what happens if you don't have a good onboarding process. If your clients are often confused or they're alarmed by the payment deadlines, meeting schedules, project timelines, your onboarding process likely needs a makeover or maybe you're just not using one at all. Not only will getting a process in place make you look like a pro and make you look experienced, even if you're not, like I said, it's going to become one of your biggest referral marketing pieces because it's all about the experience. Sure, the end product does matter whether you're staging, designing, or creating soft furnishings, but people will always remember the way you made them feel during that entire project. Regardless of where you are on your business journey, Just remember that you're going to do yourself a huge favor by having a good client onboarding process and by automating as much of that process as you can, keeping it digital when you can, and working off templates instead of retyping or re-explaining your process each time, which is also why I suggest putting it on your website. A good, effective onboarding process takes a new client through a series of really important steps which may or may not include the following things. The initial client inquiry, the discovery phone call. Now this would take the place of a free consult. I don't ever want you to say that you offer free consults because all that does is discount and discredit you. The next step would be a signed contract and then a down payment and then some sort of intake form or whatever you want to call it then a presentation or perhaps an on-site visit or a walkthrough. And that is all up to your actual services and your actual business model of what works best for both you and the client. But you need to make sure that that onboarding process transitions really nicely into your actual client process. For sake of example, your client process may or may not include the following. The concept presentation, review or approval of that concept, commencing with the project, 
reviewing the project at predetermined stages. And of course, it's good for you to outline what those stages are and when reviews will occur. Then, of course, revising per your client's direction, putting in your professional input, reviewing the final project, installation or completion of the project, and invoicing for final payment or using whatever payment plan you choose. And it's so important, guys, to make sure that you're clear about your payment plans, your revisions, so that your client isn't thinking they get endless revisions or that you're going to come to their home as many times as needed to make adjustments every time they change their mind. You have to make sure that you're clear on here is how many times we will revise your design concept for the price that we have outlined. And if you want additional revisions, it's going to cost X amount. There's nothing wrong with that because your time is valuable and it will also help your client know that they can't be wishy-washy with their decisions. If they need help making decisions, that's what you are there for. But they also need to realize that as a professional, they can trust you to help them make the right decisions for their home, their space, their listing that they won't regret later. That's one of the biggest selling points of having a homeowner or someone in real estate working with a professional in design, staging, or workroom spaces because you guys know so much about each of these projects. You can anticipate what people are going to like for years and what's going to be trending out in just a few months. So make sure that you list the features of your services, the steps they go through to make it happen, but then also don't forget about the benefits. Now, the benefits of your client process should be listed on your website. They should be listed in any onboarding materials that you send to new clients because you want them to fully understand that working with you is going to reduce their stress, It'll greatly reduce the number of decisions they have to make and it will reduce any margin of error or any delays. It'll keep everything so organized for them. Those are some of your biggest selling points and it's important that you spell it out. You can't just assume that people understand all the great things that will happen to them when they work with you. Before I get into sharing actual tips and resources and online tools you can use for your client onboarding process, I do want to add two extra steps that you should be putting in your client process in general. Make sure that you have a phase towards the end where you are asking for them to write a review of your services. Now they could just type in an email and send to you whatever they would like to say or they could head over to Facebook or your Google business page or Yelp or House and leave a review for you there. It doesn't really matter where they leave it as long as they give you some sort of written testimonial and it could be one sentence. It could be a whole paragraph. It doesn't really matter but you do need to be asking for those reviews. The other important piece you need to be doing is scheduling a photo shoot on installation day. I mean, we all know that when you are there on installation day, you're styling everything, or if you're a home stager and you've got all the pieces put in place, they look really good then. But a week later, the homeowner is going to have clutter laying around or they're going to rearrange a few things according to their preferences. And that's fine. It's their home. But you want to photograph it when it's in its prime, when it looks the way you had always planned for it to look. 
So make sure that a photographer can come by on install day. Make sure your client knows ahead of time this will be happening. And you don't have to do it with every project, but make sure that you do get the best of the best photographed. I would say try to photograph at least one project per quarter so that you've got four photo shoots happening every year at minimum. And you know what? Photography for these interiors is really not expensive. There are photographers who will charge $150 to go in and take the photos, edit them, and give you high-resolution copies. It's got to be part of your quarterly or even your monthly budget. You can make it happen. As you guys know, the photography of your work is one of your biggest marketing tools, and it's important that you make them a priority. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to break down the six client onboarding tools that you need to use that will make your life so much easier and your clients so much happier. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing too. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more. Basically, you get everything you need to market your home furnishings business online. All my items include safe-to-use images and professionally written text, but you can always swap out my words and photos for your own. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high-quality marketing, and you deserve to get your time back. Claim your 14-day free trial at socialitevault.com. There is absolutely no contract required and no minimum monthly commitment. You're free as a bird. Go to socialitevault.com to get started. Now that we've gotten the basics out of the way, we're going to dive deep into each step or component of your client onboarding process. And I'm gonna give you real tools you can use. Most of them are free, if not just extremely affordable. So I don't want you to think you're gonna to have to shell out a lot of money for this. But even if you have to spend a little bit, guys, it's worth it to be organized and it's worth it to create a professional impression. We're gonna talk about the client inquiry form on your website the discovery call process, your contract, how you handle invoicing, and the client binder that you hand out to all of your new people. All right, so your client inquiry form. You need to make sure the contact form on your website captures the information necessary to weed out bad leads and fast track the good ones. This means including questions about their project deadline, their budget, the actual services they're interested in, their project location, etc., so that you can make sure you're fully informed before moving them to the next step. Now, if you require an extremely in-depth form that may or may not request your lead to upload photos of their space, you should try using a tool called Typeform. Typeform makes it really easy to build rather complex forms, but it's also good for creating simple, attractive ones as well. I'll have a link to this and all the other resources I'm about to mention in the show notes. And I'm not being sponsored or paid to talk about any of these things. 
Most of these things are things that I use in my own business and my clients tell me they love how automated and smooth my process is. So I really have to tell you guys about it. The next step is the discovery call. I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that a discovery call takes the place of what a lot of people in your industry say is a free consult. The reason you do not want to advertise yourself as giving free consults is because you'll just attract people who like free things. And people who like free things will not be interested in investing with you. Now, of course, that's not going to be true 100% of the time, but more often than not, when I'm working with a company in the home industry who is struggling to get high quality leads, I always see that they're offering a free consult or worse, a free on-site consult, which right away is you telling your potential client, hey, I'll work for you for free. My time isn't valuable and I'm not worthy of charging you. And you may not mean all of those things by offering a free consult. You might actually think this is a way to attract people to hire you, but it's a measure of desperation and it really does your business and your brand a huge disservice. Besides, just think how much more value you can bring to someone when you know they're going to pay you for your time. Now, I'm not saying that you should only talk to people if they're handing you a check, but what I am saying is if you call your free consult a discovery call and you make sure it's done on the phone or through Skype or FaceTime or whatever you want, but not in person because, again, drive time, time spent on site, it's very valuable. So make sure that you are using a discovery call in the place of a free phone consult. Now, since you don't want to waste time emailing back and forth until that new lead and you can get a call scheduled, use a tool like Calendly or use something like Acuity to to let your lead book a call with you when it works for them. Now, not only is this online scheduling process a lot more professional, it also lets you maintain control over your schedule because you get to set your availability and the client gets automated email reminders of your upcoming call, which is great for preventing no-shows. I use this in my own business and it means that I get to talk to people on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And I know that all the time outside of those little time slots, that's mine. That's my time to work with. But it also means that on those afternoons, I also get to focus completely on talking with people, which means that whoever books a call with me gets my full attention because I have been intentional about blocking off time in my schedule just for them. Now let's talk about your contract. Since contracts need to be signed before anyone can move forward safely or legally, this step is hugely important. However, it can be simplified really easily. Instead of printing off your contract or sending it in a boring PDF to your client, just upload it to a tool called HelloSign and have your client review and sign it digitally. This means you're wasting paper, less paper, I should say, and you're not sitting around waiting for them to read it, sign it, and send it back to you. You'll actually be able to see when your client starts reviewing the contract, and you'll also be notified the instant they sign. HelloSign is free. 
I use it in my business and it is so amazing, such a time saver. And again, it just helps me stay organized and it helps my business look professional. And I know it would do the same for you. All right, let's talk about invoicing. To avoid absorbing credit card fees, which seem to be getting higher and higher every day, I know that most of you accept personal checks from clients and that makes total sense but it can also be a drag if you're waiting for them to receive your invoice and then waiting for them to mail you a check. So if you haven't already tried issuing invoices from something like QuickBooks Online, now is the time to get started. It costs about 50 cents per transaction when you do an ACH or bank transfer, and it really decreases the downtime between the signing of the contract and the giving of the down payment. You can even offer the payment option when you're in person with your client. So you can just hand them your phone or your tablet, they can put in their bank information and then boom, you're paid, it's done. Now, if you really do just want to accept checks in person, make sure that you at least have some sort of online banking option or mobile banking option so that you're not holding on to their check forever. The weird thing is if somebody writes a check to a business and that business doesn't cash it or deposit it for a very long time, unless there's a legitimate reason why they're waiting, it starts to get a little suspicious. It makes it look like their accounting department is running behind. And again, the whole point of your onboarding process is not to raise questions in the minds of your new clients. You want them to be comfortable with absolutely everything because that'll make it so much easier for them to hand you their money. Now let's talk about your client binder and this is a big one. Presenting your new client with a binder or a folder of your branded materials is a really great way to make a professional impression on them and on anyone they share it with. Because guys, you know they're gonna share, people talk. The client binder should include most or all of the items I'm about to list. And if you're not driving, if you're able to take notes, I suggest you do that because your client binder does need to be a complete and comprehensive package. So first you should have a welcome letter that explains how your client will benefit from working with you, plus a list of your credentials and affiliations for added credibility. And it's also really nice at this point to include a photo of yourself and or of your team so that they can really get to know you or at least feel like they're getting to know you. The second thing you'll need to include is an explanation of your process because even if they're your very first client ever, you don't need to make that obvious. You need to make it look like this is not your first rodeo, you're organized, you do have a process, and here's what it is. Third, you need to include frequently asked questions and answers that really would just prove that you know what you're doing. And again, if you're brand new to running your business, you can still think, okay, what are people going to be asking me? You can Google frequently asked questions for designers or stagers or whatever. You can even ask other people in your industry, what questions do you get asked a lot and what do you think I should include in my new client binders? Next, you should include testimonials for social proof. Now again, if you're a brand new business owner, you won't have testimonials 
You can leave them out if you would like, or you could ask some of your mentors to simply say something good about you. While they may not be able to speak to your work, they could say that you are extremely organized or that you're very timely because those things are also important for your clients to know. Next, you'll need to include samples of your past work to get them excited about what's coming next. And of course, if you're brand new to business, you could actually just include a sample mood board or two to show what you can do. Last, but certainly not least, you need to include contact info for you and anyone else on your team that that new client will be interacting with. Make sure that you include at least their name, their email address, their phone number, perhaps an image of them, that's up to you. To top it all off, your client binder needs to be attractively designed. It needs to have a distinct aesthetic that speaks to your brand, that attracts your ideal client, and that doesn't look like a boring pile of paperwork. So I'm not just talking about having a beautifully embossed folder to put these items in. I'm talking about each page needs to look like there was thought and design put into it. And some people will hire a graphic designer to do this. They'll simply send them all the information I just listed and let them run with it. That, however, can get pretty pricey. So if you're looking for a way to get a really professional client onboarding packet and not have to shell out a lot of time for it or a lot of money for it, you should check out the visual samples that I put in the show notes of this episode because I've created quite a few client onboarding packages that my interior design, staging, and workroom customers use in their businesses for their clients. And like I said, I did include a sample in the show notes so you guys can see what it looks like to have all these elements broken down and then professionally designed. And if you decide that you like it and you want something similar for your business, you can head over to socialitevault.com. You can get everything you need on a free trial, quite honestly, and then you can stay beyond that if you choose. But I really suggest that you check this out just because you need to have a professional onboarding process. It all circles back to your marketing and the message that you are directly or subliminally sending to your new clients, your leads, and anyone else that they talk about with you. And it's just important that you understand you do have control over the image that you're presenting, even if you have just started your business. And you also need to understand that you've been in business for a while. It's never too late to revamp something, to improve, or to adapt. All right, guys, this was a lot of information as always. But if you have any questions, you know where to find me at katethesocialite.com or socialitevault.com. And I look forward to speaking with you guys and learning more about the things that we can do here at Socialite to help bolster your business in the home industry. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.